The following message is from Westway Christian Church in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. If you'd like to know more about us, go to westwaychurch.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. If you have your Bible with you, I want to encourage you to open it to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. That's also on page 740 in that Bible in the seat back in front of you. And the best way, if you have your phone with you and the Uversion app on your phone, that's the best way for you to follow along with the verses we're going to look at today. One of the things that I'm most thankful about, about Westway Christian Church, is the way that you love, honor, and serve families. And I know that the reason you do that is because you know that the way that we treat families and children today is going to determine what our church looks like 20 years from now. So the way that we welcome families and children um, into this space and our family and student ministries um, really matters because that's going to set a trajectory for them. So if you are are normally in Kidmin um, today, what I want to do is I'm going to ask literally for 20 minutes of your time. And I know that some of you doubt that that is humanly possible. But here's the deal. I have a timer on my watch. And I have been dared by a number of people to go 20 minutes or less in my message today. So with that, here's our text for this morning. It's 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, and it's a real simple one. And it says this, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We're going to talk about three things today. We're going to break this verse down into three parts. And the first one is simple. It says, be thankful. So there's this Greek word, and it's eucharistio, that just means to be grateful. Maybe you're familiar with that word eucharist. That's where we get the Lord's Supper from or from or communion. And what that word means is to be grateful, to express gratitude, especially before a meal. One of the things that I find interesting when we pray at mealtime, we usually pray before we've had the meal. We thank God for the meal before we've eaten anything. So we don't even know what, we're go- like what it's going to taste like. We don't even know if we cooked it appropriately. We don't know if we added all of the right ingredients to the meal. What we're doing when we say grace at the beginning of the meal is we are thanking God for the meal. We're not thanking him for what it might taste like. We're not thanking him for whether or not, again, it was prepared correctly. We are thanking God for the meal. We're thanking God for what he has given us. Because after all, a meal is better than no meal. So when we think about being grateful, when we think about being thankful before we're eating a meal, we're doing it before we've had the meal. What's interesting in Matthew 15, 36, again, if you have... If you're following along in version, it'll be really easy. In Matthew 15, 36, there's this scene where all of these people, thousands of people, have been following Jesus around. And what he does is he's going to give them a meal. He wants to feed them. And what he finds is they have seven loaves and a few small fish. And this is what happens in Matthew 15, 36. He took the seven loaves and the fish, thanked God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to the disciples who distributed the food to the crowd. So before anything had happened, before a miracle had happened, Jesus had seven loaves and a few fish, and he thanked God for them. 
And then he tore them into pieces and distributed among the 4,000 people. Be thankful before we know what the situation is, before we know what the circumstance is. And being thankful is really a mindset. Being thankful is an orientation of our hearts that manifests itself into an action. So Jesus was thankful for the seven loaves and the four fish. And after he was thankful, what did he do? He tore them into pieces. He acted upon that thankfulness. He was trusting that God was going to meet the needs of the thousands of people who were gathered there on that particular day. So being thankful is first an attitude before it's an action. And a question that we have to ask ourselves is, as we deal with this command of God, am I thankful? Is my attitude one of thankfulness? In all circumstances. That's the second part of the text. In all circumstances. I want you to notice that it doesn't say for all circumstances. It says be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful in the midst of all circumstances. While the circumstances are taking place, we are to be thankful. And Paul has some real world examples of what this has looked like in his life. And he shared them throughout the letters that he wrote to the churches. One of them is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24 to 27. And that is on page 726. 2 Corinthians 11, 24 to 27. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I've faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities, in the deserts and on the seas. And I've faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. See, what Paul is facing, what Paul is talking about in this text is real hardship, real circumstances, real situations because of who he is in Christ, because of his mission and his purpose as a Christian. If we flip, flip back a few pages in your Bible and the seat back is on 723 to 2 Corinthians 6, 3 to 10, Paul does this. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. A question we have to ask is, does this describe me? As I'm going through my life, as I'm going through hardships and troubles and calamities of every kind, am I patiently enduring? Paul describes what that looks like. He says, we've been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. 
We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. You see the transition there? We've been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. See what faithfulness, what thankfulness looks like in the life of someone who is facing realities is a demonstration of what it means to be a follower of Christ. When we as Christians demonstrate thankfulness and are thankful in the midst of all circumstances, we are demonstrating that we are faithful. We are communicating to others that regardless of what happens, faithfulness is possible. And then this last verse you may be familiar with. This is Philippians 4, 11 through 13. It's on page 736. Oh, I forgot to start my timer. See how much time I got. I'm killing it. Here's Philippians 4, 11 to 13. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I'm going to start back at 11. Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. This is not a verse that we put on our eye patches at a football game. This isn't a verse... That we, that we misuse and abuse. This is a text that we are to find contentment in all things. We are to be thankful in all circumstances. And if we're wondering how that's possible, we first look at all of the circumstances that Paul was in, and then we see how he found contentment despite them. We see how he found contentment in the midst of those circumstances. Because he can do all things through Christ who gives him strength. He's not finding this strength and this contentment deep within himself because he's not supposed to be thankful for all circumstances, but he is called to be thankful in every circumstance. As Christians, we are called to be grateful, to be thankful in all circumstances. These are opportunities for Paul to boast in Christ alone. He knows that the hardships are not just something to get through. But hardships are forcing him to grow in his trust and in his confidence in the Lord. We talked about that a little bit last week. I want to say it again. Hardships are not just something for you to get through. But they are forcing you to grow in your confidence and trust in the work of Jesus. So many of us face so many things that are difficult, that are hard, that are challenging. And I think one of the reasons that we fail is we believe that if we can just get through it, we'll be okay. And what God is trying to do in the midst of those hardships is, is do something to us. He's trying to help us grow in our discipleship. 
So what does this look like in my own life? What does this look like in the life of the Mulhollands? On August of 2020, Anne had not been feeling well for about four days. We came to the conclusion that on Monday morning when you wake up, if you're still not feeling well, we are, actually it was a Wednesday. If Wednesday morning you're still not feeling well, we are going to go to quick care. Wasn't feeling well, she gets up and we start talking about how we're going to go to quick care and without being overly graphic, it was, it was physically obvious that there was something going on, that was something wrong. So I said, tell me about that. And she said, I don't know. So I took her to quick care, and because it was 2020, I had to drop her off, which was awful. Um, get home. About 15 minutes later, she calls me and says, I need you to come back up to the hospital, up to Regional West. Um, they're going to have a biopsy today. And, like, my mind began to spin. Because that wasn't, of all of the things that were possibly wrong, that wasn't on the list. And what would happen is, over the next several months, from, from the end of August through November... It was, a, it was a litany of back and forth trips to the hospital for biopsy after biopsy after biopsy. She had an infection that they had to work through before they could properly perform the biopsy. And they just kept saying, we, we think there's something there, we think there's something there, but we're not sure, but we're not sure, and we're not sure. At the same time, that was when the, the emergency medical record system of the hospital was hacked. So there was a delay in, in scheduling appointments. And it was, it was a hard time, just not going to lie. Tina, you remember that. It was a hard time. And then finally, when they did this last biopsy on November 9th, we get the phone call. We're on, a, we're on vacation. We're going to see our, our daughter in Oklahoma. We get the phone call that Anne has breast cancer for the second time. And we looked back from that August to November time. And honestly, we were so thankful that it took three months for the hospital to figure out what was going on. We were so thankful for their patience. We were thankful for their insistence that they knew there was something wrong, but they couldn't prove it. We were grateful for that. And the question that, that we've had to kind of wrestle through and work through, how could we be anything but grateful for those three months? What if we would have said, you know what? First biopsy didn't show everything. Everything's fine. Not going to worry about it. Not going to continue to reschedule all of these biopsies. Here's what Dr. Holloway said. It's a good thing we caught it now because if we would have caught it six months from now, the treatment would have been completely different. It would have been chemo and radiation. So we were thankful for that circumstance. We were grateful for that circumstance. Were there times of frustration? 100%. But there was literally nothing we could do about it. And we were able to be in that space because of who Jesus is. Because we were leaning into him, we were trusting in him. Be thankful. 
in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This, being thankful in all circumstances, is God's will for you in all, for, in all is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you. This is God's will for you. It's not just something I'm saying. It's not just a good idea. God's will for you is to be thankful in all circumstances. This is God's will for you. That word will means the determination, the choice. This is a command. God is commanding us to be thankful in the midst of all circumstances. God is telling us this. He's commanding us to be thankful in the midst of all circumstances. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So if you're in this room today and you're a Christian, one of the things that I really hope that you will walk away from this time together today is that this is God's will for you to be thankful in all circumstances. It's not just a good idea. It's not just maybe I should be. What it looks like is that God is commanding us to do something. He's telling us that we must. And if you claim that you belong to Jesus, then this is for you. This isn't just for everyone else to be thankful in the midst of all circumstances. This is for us as followers of Christ. It is God's will for you to be thankful in all circumstances. Well, how do we develop this? That's what we want to know because, because Paul's not just giving us spiritual sounding advice. Paul's telling us things so that we can grow in our relationship with him. I think there are five things. Remember, pray, trust, praise, and encourage. This is how we develop this mindset of thankfulness. Remember, pray, trust, praise, and encourage. So we remember that the purpose of the Bible, that the purpose of these instructions is not just to give us spiritually sounding advice, but is meant to change us. It's not something we just read and be like, oh, someday, that's really good. I'm, I'll get to that at some day. At some point in my life, I'll get to that. No, this is meant to change us. So what that means is when we're going through a hardship in a circumstance, what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to be thankful for that. Be thankful in the midst of that. God, I thank you for what you're trying to teach me in this. I trust you. So we remember that God is transforming us into new people. We pray. We ask God, because he is building this new lifestyle in us, we ask us to show us what deeper discipleship looks like. God, I am supposed to thank you in the midst of this circumstance, and I don't know how to do that. I don't want to do that. This is the hardest thing that I've ever dealt with, but I want to be obedient to what your word says because I remember that you love me, and I'm going to pray, God, I'm going to ask you to please give me the strength to be thankful in the midst of all circumstances. We remember, we pray, and we trust. A couple weeks ago at... At a funeral on Wednesday, I read from the 23rd Psalm, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil because God is in the midst of us. God is with us. We trust that God is with us. For those three months, we trusted that God was with us. We acted like it. We praise. 
We give thanks because we know that God's begun a good work in us and he always finishes what he starts. God, I'm going to praise you because I know that you are making me a deeper discipleship through this hardship. And I don't want to be here. I'm not glad I'm here, but I know that you are doing something in my heart. So what I'm going to do, God, I'm going to praise you for this. I'm going to give you the glory. I'm going to give you the honor. I'm going to praise you. And then we encourage. And this is where we get to encourage other believers. Because there are lots of us that are hearing a message like this who are, uh, who are undergoing a difficult time right now and you don't want to give thanks to God in the midst of this. You don't want to praise him in the midst of this. And for those of you who have walked this path, what I want to encourage you to do is to share what it's looked like from your perspective to be thankful in the midst of all circumstances. Share your story. What has thankfulness in all circumstances looked like in your life? And share that with the people that are around you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Tell other people what it's looked like in your life in the hopes that they might be encouraged by you. Share how being thankful in the midst of all circumstances has encouraged you, has helped you to grow in your relationship with God. These five things, remember, pray, trust, praise, and encourage, this will help us to develop this mindset, this attitude of thankfulness that will then begin to manifest itself in our actions and our activities. And I promise you, that if you learn, if you follow these things and you read and you understand scripture and you see that what God's will is for your life is to be thankful in all circumstances, it will revolutionize your life. It will change your life. It will change your attitude. It will change your mindset and it will impact every person around you. So my hope for you this week is that whatever your circumstances, that you would be thankful to God in that. Because it is for your discipleship. Let's pray. God, I'm thankful this morning for the opportunity to be in front of my friends, be in front of those I love, be in front of those who love me, and just be grateful for who you are and what you've done. You have worked in so many ways in the lives of people in this body through hardships and circumstances. And I pray, God, that we would praise you in the midst of them because we know that you are accomplishing great things through them. It's in your son's name I pray.